Ramble. I want gum, dum dum. I want gum, gum, dum dum. Gum, 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 dum, dum. Give me gum, gum. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Guilty Pleasures. Welcome to the night at the museum. Mm-hmm. Welcome to Zach and Garrick hanging out time. We're just chilling, man. What's up, bud? How you doing? How you feeling? Kelsey says she's out this week, and yeah. we said we got this. We got it. Don't worry about it. Don't Go you even worry about it. Be in Florida or whatever you you're at, whatever you're doing. My name's Kelsey. I do live shows without yeah. Zach and Garrett. Yeah, I love, mm. I love the other Zach. I love him <laughs> so much. The other Zach's my real Zach. He's my real, he's Zach number one. Ah, this Zach number two. Number two's for poop. Oh my God. I, I realized that I um was telling my friend, I was like, oh yeah, I want a podcast with Zach and Kelsey. And they're, and they're like, which one? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very fun. Anyway. We watched Night Museum, and it was my first time. Really? Yeah. First time. First time. Oh, you're going to love the second one, then. Really? You, I had it's, a, it's great. I had myself a little delightful evening. Yeah. I took my Anna Bibley. Yeah. I popped on the Ben Stiller. Yeah. And I had myself a time. I'm going to tell you that I this might be the most notes I've ever written for a movie. Great. <laughs> I, great. It was, there was so much. Yeah. That's so funny that you were like, I enjoyed this movie, but I have notes. Oh, I got <laughs> notes. <laughs> oh, I got notes. Oh, I got hella notes. I, I will tell you that I went down a Wikipedia deep dive. Because uh, Night of the Museum, if you don't know, yeah. stars Ben Stiller yeah. as a down-on-his-luck daddy. He needs a job so he can stay in Manhattan. That's an expensive city. doesn't mm-hmm. pay for itself. So he gets a job being the night guard for the Museum of Natural History. Uh-oh. Turns out the museum comes to life. Yep. This is Night at the Museum. There it is. And I we got uh, the synopsis out of the way. It's just, very, just it's it very simple. It's a very simple thing. It's Toy Story with a museum. It's Toy Story but a museum, and it's not like when they're, you're not looking, they come alive. It's when it's at night because of a a, a tablet or whatever. Yeah, isn't it uh, a mummy? A yeah, pharaoh Rami Malek's uh, tablet. What a surprise! Yeah, what a surprise <laughs> to get. To get over 75 minutes into the movie yeah. and it's like Rami Malek pops up and yeah. it's goofy ass Rami Malek yeah it's, it's Rami Malek doing a full British voice and being I, I, a, a, an Egyptian he is Egyptian I believe um, an Egyptian pharaoh from that went to Cambridge apparently he uh, uh, this is pre Mr. Robot yeah pre Mr. Robot pre you know him getting his Oscar so like He's kids movie goofy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and it's crazy to I, see. And I fucking love it. I, I thought it was great. This yeah. is the most I've ever liked Rami Malek. Yeah. Oh, really? I, yeah. Not even in Oppenheimer. I loved him in Oppenheimer. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, good he was great in Oppenheimer because he, yeah. he was the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, that I nah, fucking love that. I loved him coming in, being like, "Fuck this dude." I love it. That I is how it. Rami Malek should be used. Mm-hmm. You don't show him until seventy to ninety minutes into Absolutely. your movie, and he. Absolutely. Do sexes that shit up. Yeah, yeah, because he he is fucking, he, he's so recognizable with those goddamn eyes that are just like spilling out of his fucking face yep. and his perfect jaw shrug, shrug, uh, bone structure. And you're like, okay, who is this person? That's obviously Robbie Malik. He obviously is important in some way. And then he is. It's great. So what I love, you know, this is a museum. It's a museum of natural history. Yep. You have history of. Did you the ever world. go in New York? Oh my God! Did oh, I ever go? I went all did. the time. It's an incredible museum. It's the best. It is the. It is the best. I, I adore that. If you next time when you're doing your trip to New York, you're like, yeah. oh, I gotta go to Times Square. First of all, no, the fuck you don't. You don't go to the Museum of Natural History. Yeah. It is 
phenomenal. Go to the Met also. Go I to the Met. Go to the fucking New Met. New York has great museums. It's got really good museums. I was never into museums until, I, of course, I saw this movie and I went out and I went to the uh, Museum of Natural History because I was like, I gotta, I gotta fucking see it. Um, you walk in the lobby, there's yeah. the giant the T-Rex. The biggest T-Rex, yep. And, I mean, going as a kid, that... It just blew my mind. Yeah. Um, they only show it for one second, but there's a like the basement has a giant whale. Oh, okay. uh, that that in the squid and the whale. They, yeah, they they right. go down there. Right. Um, yeah, no, I loved that. I, I made when Maggie and I were dating the first time she came to New York. I was like, we're going to the museum, and she's like, I, this is a for kids, right? I'm like, no, no it's sorry. for intrepid learners. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you been to the California Science Center? Uh, maybe. Would I know? Would I know if I had? I think you would know. Um, it's right next to uh, the LA Galaxy. I mean, not LA Galaxy. LAFC, where they play. Yes. Um, and it's our version of that, (laughs) I guess. Um, and then we also have a museum of natural history. It's not as good. It's not as good, but it's it's next to the science center. Yeah. Uh, well, I was. Obviously, you're you're dealing with history in a kids movie. Yes. So we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We gotta deal, talk about history. For and sure. and I'll tell you that I went on like a fifteen, ten to fifteen minute yeah. edible driven Wikipedia deep dive while also still watching the movie. Yeah. And then I'm like reading one of the most horrific chapters of American history. Oh yeah. And then I look up and just see Ben Stiller and a monkey slapping the shit out of yeah, each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And I think that that's what this movie should do is is bring curious people to uh, like actually do some research. And then you look up and you see uh, one of our greatest comedic actors getting the, the shit slapped out of him. Let's begin there. Ben Stiller. I miss every man. Yeah. Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he you know now. I mean, he's doing great work with Severance. He's a serious director. Jesus God. Jesus he's a serious Christ. director. Jesus, God, Christ, oh my God, Severance is so goddamn good. Hurry up with season two, Ben. Oh my God. But like, and like, I'm thrilled that he's doing that, and obviously it means a lot to him, but I'm also like, Ben, get back into the, your rom-coms, bro. You know, I miss I, you. So I, I, I saw, I watched uh, something about Mary the other day. It's perfect. It's a perfect film. It's perfect. It's a perfect movie, and I went through this same, like, um, crisis of conscience I guess, uh, where I'm like, man, does Ben Stiller, do I want Ben Stiller back because this is where he's best or am I being selfish? Because (laughs) when I looked at Severance, the literal opening scene of the first second of the show is perfect. Yes. It is, it is just, maybe he, (sighs) maybe he can do it all. Maybe he can do it all. Maybe that's just what he was. I also watch heavyweights as well. We should do heavyweights on this show. Yeah, yeah. There's an incredible um, uh, uh, speech. I don't know. Ethan Hawke, uh, the great actor, is being father of Maya Hawke. Uh, uh, We love that family. Oh, my God. But Ethan Hawke is is giving a speech somewhere, and he he takes umbrage with the fact that people always call film a visual medium. And he's like, now, obviously it is, and we should celebrate cinematographers. And he does it in that Ethan Hawke way where you're just like, ah, I I, I feel deeply about this. Yeah, yeah. A terrible impression, but he's like, he's got a but how many cinematographer the cinematographer to director pipeline is actually quite small? And then you think about how many actors, yeah, become incredible directors. And it is there's something to understanding human emotion, yeah, uh, and that is really what the mm. movies are all about. That's very, um, that's very cool. Be- I, I thought it was sick, yeah, because he, he, I'm sorry, even if you do look at like severance in general. All of the severed are dealing with 
damn near like this utopian, like very bright and colorful and toy, toyrific, toyific, whatever, um, joyous lifestyle. And then when they go up and you deal with their like it's it's downstairs is like lit very well and very bright and very pretty. And then you go up and you, you like with the real folks, the real life and all of that stuff. And it gets so dark and gritty and you're like watching everybody's like actual emotions and like being like, OK, well, I mean, I'm a, I'm a severed person. Half of my brain is blah, blah, blah. And I'm, I, I did that because I was dealing with the death of my my fiance or my wife or whatever. And I, I think that those emotions carry over from director, from actor to director, not so much from uh, cinematographer to director, like you're explaining. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People are like, dear God, talk about the dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Talk about the dinosaurs. Um, he's great in this. He's a great. I just, um, it's interesting seeing how good he is because he does, he's very subtle. Yeah. As a comedian at, yeah. in the lead, and then he does his goofy stuff. But yeah. I was surprised at how I was trying to watch him and figure out. Yeah, I was in my mind of like, why is he so good? Right. And I can't crack it. I think he just is. I think he just is. I think he's uh, a nepo he, baby that we support. Yeah, uh, I I have uh, crossed the plane on the nepo baby situation. <laughs> nepo baby actors and all that stuff, or people in Hollywood, it's just like, yeah, you got a leg up, but also in the same way that athletes uh, pass their genes down from child to child. Yeah, actors do the same thing because uh, my, little Maya Hawk, Jesus Christ, she's so fucking good. But um, yeah, he's great. The first time I ever saw Ben Stiller in anything was in was him being an everyman, not even him being like super out there. And then I saw Dodgeball, and I was like, oh my god, he's fucking hilarious. Fuck, you're right. Yeah, his range of that is wild because you think about it. There's something about Mary, yeah. and yeah. it's like. He's a normal ass dude. He's a normal guy. And then he pulls off dodgeball and you're like, oh, he's crazy. He's crazy. And yeah. then you look at Tropic Thunder as well. It's fucking insane the whole time. The first 50 minutes of this movie, before we get to the actual museum, is so unbelievably funny. Yeah. I wrote some quotes because the, Ben Stiller, he's a dreamer. Yeah. And he has this dork ass son, this little fucking kid yeah. who wants to be a bond trader. Yeah. Fuck that kid. Oh, yeah, because he met Paul Rudd, and he was like, oh, he's cool. Paul Rudd's so funny. (laughs) He's only in one scene, and he steals it. it. Yeah, it's it's really tough. But I wrote, oh, no, this kid doesn't love his dad because he wants to live in Manhattan. His dad can't afford it. Fuck you, kid. Yeah, learn learn about (laughs) socioeconomics, buddy. It's tough to live out there. It's, it's, stuff. it's a lot. Capitalism ruined our country. There's a quote. He, uh, ben Stiller goes to his son. I really feel like my moment's coming. And the son says, what if you're wrong and you're just an ordinary guy who should get a job? What the fuck? But I mean, Dude. that's so dark. But also, that's what ha- that's what the movie is. Like, the whole time you're watching the movie and you're like, man, dog, I can't fucking wait for this guy's invention to come up later in the museum somehow. And then it's going to make make him a rich person later. None of that happens. All that happens is that he does get a job. <laughs> He's not special. He gets a job at a special place. But he himself is not special. Not at all. at all. I. It feels like the son character was written as his father. Yeah. 
Oh, and, and then they retconned it. And then they retconned it, and they're just like, ah, I take the same script, it's a son now. Yeah, it's a son. Because it's a, literally, they have this, like, eight-year-old as a, like, when are you gonna stop dreaming and yeah, get yeah, a yeah. job? So, so funny. Um, I, the whole conceit of this movie, yeah. things that shouldn't come to life come to life. Mm-hmm. It's Toy Story. I fuck with it every single time. One, one thing that'll always get me is things coming to life and then little people being big. Little people be like having big personalities, or little people being like, "I fucking hate big people. I hate you." You're talking about like Owen Wilson as the miniature, yes, and, as and the Steve miniature. Coogan, and Steve Coogan. It, it, it's it's hilarious. It's always funny. Um, I loved Ant Man because <laughs> because of it. I just want to watch small people deal with a big world. Ah, I yeah, and and like I I came in with a, a heart of of ice. Yeah, I'll tell you that I've I've not enjoyed many movies lately. Yeah, I I've been watching the Family Fair, not the Family Affair, just family movies, yeah. and I I felt like this. I'm like, oh, dude, maybe I just can't experience joy anymore. Yeah, I really started to fear that. That I'm like, I'm just old. I I I'm fucking jaded, and I see through it, and I hate everything. Yeah, and then. Shit started coming to life in this ding-dang museum. And let me tell you what, yep. that was a crazy night at a museum. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need much. Was that Brad Garrett that Who played know? it? Oh, it might have been. I forget. It, it's a voice I recognize. I can't remember, though. Uh, you got um, uh, Dick Van Dyke absolutely tearing up the scenery. Yeah. Uh, he plays, he and you also have Mickey Rooney, that you, they are like the old guard, literally. Yeah. The old guards who want to give up the job. And the, from the second he came on the screen, I'm like, oh my God, this is what acting is and we've lost it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Just be goofy. Just be like big and like, hey, what's going on? Blah, 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 blah. Uh, ages, I was watching him and I, I don't have anything funny to say other than I don't have anything funny to say, but yeah. I just am like, wow, they don't make him like that anymore. No, they don't. I, I made me, I honestly, as great as Ben Stiller is, I would have rather seen Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, I would have, I, I would have loved watching like his origin story or something like that, or, or like if, if the first movie was him and then the second movie was uh, him passing it on to Ben Stiller. Yeah, I would have yeah, loved absolutely. that. Why? Oh, do you think Dick Van Dyke was gonna play the dad? And then, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh, we changed it to a kid, but we kind of have this new storyline. Would you like to be that?" And he's you like, "Changed yeah, sure. my role to a fucking kid." He's like, "Yeah, well, I don't care. I'm Dick Van Dyke. I'm rich as shit." Uh, I loved seeing Mickey Rooney in this. He has a di- three different old timey uh, uh, phrases. Yeah. So he says, "Do you want the job or not, Snack Shack?" <laughs> yeah. It fucking killed me. Yeah, I love. Um, any, any like old timey mean man will also make me laugh every yeah, time. Yeah, keep a lid on it, butterscotch. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, oh my god, and the the, the pile driver scene is when he was getting his ass beat. Holy yeah. shit! Oh yeah, oh yeah, that fucking sent me. I Just, forgot about that. Yeah. Oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah, you have tell me, tell me, tell me. Okay, so we have uh, Dick Van Dyke. And um, the, the old guard, they are revealing that they are stealing things from the museum because they you know, they're they got fired or they're leaving. I'm not sure which one. 
and they need money to sustain their lifestyle of being young. It's Dick Van Dyke, Mickey Rooney, and Bill Cops. And Bill Cops. Um, they need money, so they're stealing stuff. Um, and they find out we we find out that they uh they're back to their youth, not physically, but they can move around like they were in their youth at night. So basically, the what way. the Pharaoh's tablet like reanim like animates reanimates things. history essentially, and as a result, it also makes these old men spry, spry, and uh pretty much push them to shove. They beat the shit out of Ben Stiller, <laughs> and the last blow comes from uh Mickey Rooney. Mickey Rooney, right? Yeah, Mickey Rooney um, going from the top rope and <laughs> fucking elbowing him and yelling out, pile driver, and just fucking. It's transcendent it's cinema. It's, it's great. Watching 80-year-old Mickey Rooney oh my fly through the air and give the people's elbow. Yes, it's so, oh, it's so good. Just watching it's fucking DDTing a, a young Ben Stiller for no reason. I think we should normalize uncanny CGI when it comes to old people doing shit they shouldn't. Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, Yoda yeah. doing backflips and Yo- fighting in the, what was it, the second Star the Wars? Second, the second That's Star the funniest Wars scene ever made. It's, it's great. It's great. When he um, fucking put his little old cane down, he was like, oh, I'm Yoda. I'm so <laughs> fucking old. And he's like, bitch. And he's <laughs> just doing flips, all that stuff. And then the other guy gets away, and then he picks up the cane again, and just like, oh, I'm so old. Yes, yeah, that's what CGI is for. Um, So so the museum comes to life, and honestly, insane choice. Yeah. They start with the dinosaur. Yeah. That's the first thing. Yeah, you would think that that would be, like, the last... The last situation, because you're like, okay, well, this giant thing... Can't get any worse. Yeah, I can't get any worse. But it gets significantly easier <laughs> as we go um yeah I, I think they definitely blew their load and, <laughs> with the dinosaur they should have just waited at the end i i was losing my mind screaming i'm like what do you you can't start yeah with the dinosaur yeah where do you even go from here right right and right. the answer is uh, a racist <laughs> depiction of attila the hunt <laughs> yeah there it is there it is i want to talk about how bad um the mom from Spy Kids is just aging like fine wine. As always, every time you see her, I'm like, okay, she's great. She's incredible. I love it. She's um, just like, she's such a um, a lack of a character, but you just, because she is who she is, you're like, yeah, I get it though. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. Love, at the end of it, she pulls up. This is the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. She pulls up in the early morning in a taxi cab driven, driven by Charlie Murphy. Charlie motherfucking Murphy. May he rest in peace. I love that man so much. So funny. So funny anyway. Uh and she she is in the taxi, sees all of these museum creatures crossing the street. She enters the museum and Ben Stiller goes, "I wasn't make I told you. I wasn't making fun of you." And she emotionally goes, I know. <laughs> no, you didn't. No, you fucking didn't. You didn't know you ran out of here crying because you thought he was making fun of you. You didn't know shit. Uh, I know. What but, like, you? these people, they barely know each other. Yeah, they, yeah. They've talked three times. Yeah, yeah. It's very, it, it was, th- that that whole part of it was very weird because, n- like, their chemistry was off. 
they don't know each other. They had two scenes together. You're you're making me think that they're trying to get together. But honestly, the whole thing is about him and his son, which is way more of a compelling storyline. So yeah, why is she even fu- there? Yeah, you got it. You got a little. Yeah. You got to have the Im- implication of a smooch. There was no smooch. There was no smooch. But there was an emotional smooch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. But you are right. It's about him and his son. Yeah, you don't need. Her you don't need because it's the same thing that happens twice. It's a it's double beady. Where right. uh, like the the son doesn't believe him, and then she doesn't believe him, and then it happens for the son. And now you're like, okay, well, I, 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 that's great that this said somebody, somebody that didn't believe him believes him now. And now you expect me to have the same reaction again to somebody else. It's like, I don't give a fuck about her, her reaction to this. That is, I guarantee you that that is a result of this script going through the studio system and being rewritten 14 times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, it feels like a remnant where they forgot. It's like, oh, that's the same story. (laughs) Oh God. But I. Um, what are we shooting? Oh, uh, we started shooting last week. Well, Ooh, well I mean, it'll okay. be fine. We yeah. got Dick Van Dyke. Yeah, cool. That's yeah, he fine. got it. He got it. Um, I, what was what was I gonna say? I do. I do like that she finally got to meet Sacagawea. That was nice. That was very sweet. And I like I, little her, fangirl. Yeah, her reaction to her is like like walking up all extra regal and just like, "Hey, how are you doing? I fucking love you. You're, I'm a fan. I'm such a huge fan of yours." And then she's like, "Oh, did you want to know anything?" He's like, "Yeah, sure." It was cool. Because <laughs> I don't know anything. I'm plastic. I'm plastic. <laughs> I'm yeah. reanimated plastic, yeah. so I don't have any of the memories of Sacagawea. I don't know shit. Uh, while we're talking about the ending, uh, the the kid, the son, like who used to be disappointed in his dad in the beginning of the movie, he doesn't bring him to what parent job day yeah <laughs> and the end of the movie comes to him presenting at the in the class and he goes and that's how my dad saved the museum yeah and i was waiting for there to be a pause and the teacher to be like yeah no you get an f that's yeah. clearly all made up yeah 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 <laughs> yeah that's not that's not real there's no they way all, that's real. they all applaud they're yeah. like yay i'm like uh, if a kid brings his dad to school yeah and tells the entire class that his dad saved the museum yeah I like it, it's so weird because I hope that the story that he told was the story of him stopping the burglars from stealing stuff, the that old night sense. managers from stealing stuff, and that feels good. But then also the entire city is on alert because they saw uh, a Tyrannus, a T Rex fucking walk through the snow. Um, cavemen on the top of the museum. That is the other thing. Okay, uh, the whole climax of this movie takes place yeah. in Central Park at yes, night. Yes, yeah. Uh, not a place you want to be. No. Uh, but Nobody uh, is there. Nobody is around in no. the city that never sleeps, which is very weird. That's the problem. Very crazy. They show outside of of uh, of the museum, and I'm, fr- I'm blanking on, I don't know if it's 7th Ave. It's an avenue. Yeah. There are people there. 24 yeah, 7 the there's not a single moment of the day where you can have a t-rex walk through and yeah. no one is gonna see it yeah and they have a parade yeah. of these creatures at one point they have a caveman uh uh out on the street when the sun rises and mm-hmm. he turns to dust mm-hmm. and it's very tragic because that's what happens when they're not in the, not in the museum during does su- when, like the, when sun hits them, they turn to dust. The whole logic yeah. of, of of the we pharaohs. Don't, we don't care. <laughs> yeah, we don't care. I I care There's, a little bit, and I'm gonna say it. It's it's uh, flimsy, flimsy logic. It, it's flimsy logic. We like 
the suspension of disbelief you have to have with this, with the magic of the movie and then also the history of the movie, as you will go on to explain at length, um, is is pretty huge. But if you can have it, you have a good time. <laughs> you have a fantastic time. So he's a pharaoh. Yeah. Who wants to come back to life. So he reanimates things, but only when the sun is down. Yeah, the yeah, fuck yeah. Is that? It doesn't make sense. It, the fuck it? it doesn't. It doesn't make <laughs> the fuck sense. It doesn't make sense. No, 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 no. You kind of just have to, to roll with that one. Yeah. It sucks. Um, You want to talk about history? I, I want to talk about, but, but before that, I just got to, like, and this is on a, on a personal level. The way that Robin Williams, yeah. like, hits me in the dad spot. Oh, yeah. It fucking hurts. Because I don't, I don't know, because my dad was such a huge fan of Robin Williams. Playing FDR in this movie. Playing F, he plays FDR in this movie. That's not what your dad was a fan no, of. No, 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 I no, just no, no, was no. giving context. No, yeah, yeah. He, he plays FDR in this movie. And um, knowing that I'm sorry, he plays Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt. Different, different R. Oh, different R. Teddy Roosevelt. He plays Teddy Roosevelt. For the love of God, every time when we said FDR, we're sorry, Jesus Christ, we're sorry. Don't fucking we're get mad stupid. at us. We're stupid. We're dumb. We're, we're for, dumb we dumbs. We have a lot. We of, need we gum gum. A, we need gum gum. We got a lot going on. Um, but him playing Teddy Roosevelt, every like as soon as it like panned up and you saw uh, that, because I, I forgot. And I saw him. I just there's like this like little inkling of just emotion, and you're yep. just like, fuck, man, we don't. The kids don't get to know how special Robin Williams was. 100%. The first close-up to him, I literally wrote it too. Yeah. I got emotional seeing it. got him. emotional. And yeah. it's like, you know, he is like, he's Teddy Roosevelt. So it's like, it's presented as this yeah. like, here's this guy. But what I'm seeing is like, the movie is like, and here's, here's Robin Williams. And it's Robin on Williams. On a fucking horse. Yeah. And, and he's such Robin a gentle Williams. soul in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Oh, and there's there's so many fucking good stories about Robin Williams yeah. where he I like his philanthropy and all that stuff. Like when he was playing, I'm going to get this story wrong, but like when he was playing Genie, he like foregoed like most of his payment to play him and like sent he he, he either got like just money on the back end or just like, oh, help, hopefully this would do well or be well. But I don't want the quality of the movie to come at the expense of my paycheck. I know he didn't want his name, like, he didn't want it to be advertised right. with his name because he thought that that was belittling to animation. Oh, wow. Okay. And there, there's a really great video essay, I'm blanking on who did it, but about how prior to Robin Williams being the genie, animation just had who was the best voice. Yeah. Robin Williams happened to also have the, the best, best voice, voice acting yeah chops but after that it actually like fundamentally changed the industry forever because, because then it was like oh now we need stars to cast in movies so and that crazy. was not what robin wanted damn not what robin wanted yeah he's like fucking in heaven now like staring out like oppenheimer at the at the river or at the <laughs> pond just like oh what have i done the rock in moana too he's yeah. like what have i done oh god yeah uh he is great in this I mean, everyone is great. Like, let's just run yeah, through the cast. Great. We mentioned uh, Owen Wilson and Steve Coogan yeah. as uh, uh, Steve is the the Roman Empire. Uh, Owen's the Wild West. The yeah. two of them are beefing. Why? Who cares? Who cares? Also, uh, uh, Owen Wilson and Ben Stiller may have the best 
non-sexual, but maybe sexual question mark chemistry on screen. Yeah. They're, Whenever, because they're in movies together Zoolander. a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I'm and and Royal Tenenbaums. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on what else. Maybe that's it. I don't know. But even though it's so clear that Owen Wilson filmed everything on a green screen, yeah. S- still, this the banter between him and Ben Stiller. I was like, oh, these men were made for each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Their comedy is it. It's almost like they understand where each other are gonna go with like their inflection, and so they can like. Whenever they're practicing scenes alone, they can go and be like, this is what Ben is going to do. This is what Owen is going to do. And so I know how to play off of it before I even get there. Like, I think it's really cool that they know their scene partner that well to the point where they're not even in the same room. That's what made it so impressive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're literally, they've probably filmed it months apart. Yeah, yeah. It's like this. They did. There's a fun fact about that. There you go. There it is. There it is. And that is wild that they... They filmed it months apart. Yeah. Yeah, they did it like separate. Like um, Ben Stiller was doing his lines to a toothpick. Wow. That's <laughs> funny. And, and it's just, just like a toothpick with, with Owen Wilson's face on it. <laughs> that's that's funny. You that's just crazy. have like a PA going, wow. Yeah, wow, wow, wow. <laughs> but that's oh, like, wow. that makes it honestly, that's insane. Yeah. That he has such good chemistry with Owen Wilson that mm-hmm. he could act at a toothpick. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's great. It's like I know what it, I know what he's gonna do, man. Also, Owen Wilson, one of the most underrated he's of great. all time. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Ex- extremely underrated. Did he's, I say overrated? No, you said under. Okay, extremely underrated. I feel like he's pretty famous. Yeah, but not famous enough. Not famous <laughs> enough. He's not famous a, enough. He's such a good writer too. Yeah, he wrote. All the early Wes Anderson movies with him. Yeah. Like, he is... Because he's, he's, he's fucking hilarious. awesome. He's hilarious. He understands rhythm on a level that's that's kind of hard and uh, kind of, like, natural. Um, where you where it's only natural. Like, there, like, there's a level that you can get to to understand, like, comedic timing and all that stuff if you, like, study it. But some people just have it naturally. Him and Paul Rudd, two people that will just, like... And I, I think Jason Bateman has this as well, where it's just like, I will, I will like close my eyes and, and know the timing of these people and it will always be on beat and on rhythm because they just have like a natural timing. It's fucking, it's fucking crazy. And then Owen Wilson to the point where he can write it. It's insane. When I was, I want to say 13 years old, maybe 15, I came to L.A. with my family on a trip. And we went to eat in Santa Monica. I think we went to the Ivy because it was a place that you knew you were going to see some celebos. Yeah. And we saw a dude from Star Trek, and we also saw Owen Wilson. And we went. I went up to him, and I said, apologize for interrupting him eating. But I said, um, you're, I'm a fan or something. And he said, hi, I'm Owen. <laughs> Oh my god! And that's my story. Yeah, that's so good. Hi, I'm hi, little guy. I'm hi, Owen. I'm Owen. <laughs> nice to meet you. I I love when a celebrity introduces himself. I like they, that's all that I need. If that's I'm being so- honest, it's just like you just gotta introduce. You don't have to, but, but it feels nice. It feels nice. Very humanizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like I I know who you are. <laughs> Thank you so much. Hi. I'm Owen. Oh, so that it like the high I'm Paul at the end of Jimmy Neutron. Yeah, hi, I'm Paul. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, does that reference mean anything to you, Randy? No, I've no Dang. idea. What you're talking about. Dang, people who know now. The yeah, end of Jimmy know. Neutron and Nickelodeon had the greatest 
uh, production company yeah, logo weird. tag of all time. Yeah, we- little xylophone. Three-eyed monkey. I'm I fucking I watch I watch that show just for that moment. Oh yeah, yeah. And I fuck. All right, okay. This might be. This might get me in trouble. I feel like it's not a hot take at all. But I feel like people will playfully be mad at me. I think that Carl and Jimmy Carl Neutron. Yeah. Tra- Carl Weezer. We're talking about in, this in the Night of the Museum episode. You yeah, better yeah. fucking believe yeah, you're yeah, listening yeah, to the right yeah, one. Yeah. I think that Carl Weezer in Jimmy Neutron is the most annoying cartoon <laughs> character of all time. Mm. I hate, hate Carl. Uh, every, like, there were, there, there were times when I would skip past his dialogue. On like like I would like DVR Jimmy Neutron. I love the show, and then I would just fast forward past him talking because I hated him that much. I hate you right now. Oh, I know, I know you. I I take it you're not a fan of his cover of Redbone. Of Redbone, no. That to me is that might be the greatest video on the internet. I I know I know you believe this, and I know you (laughs) think that, and I I know that this is like stressing you out, but it, it it is literal. His voice is nails on a chalkboard for me. Yeah, anyway, I hate Carl. Um, I hate Carl. I hate him so much. <laughs> Let's talk about this film's depiction of history. Yeah. Uh, I actually thought it was a very accurate uh, American-centric view of the world. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and how it really conflates history. Uh, but I, I mentioned it before. Attila the Hun, I get that he uh, was a bad guy. Yeah. But this movie only has uh, one main asian character right and he is um a barbarian and it yep. felt it's, bad it's, it's bad yeah it's bad i need you to pull up a scene go on youtube type night at the museum huns yep. there is a scene towards the end of this film where ben stiller finally uh uh you know he's been chased around by Attila the hun yep. and they finally um what is what is the word they they finally Go head to head. Yeah. And I spat out my sparkling water. Yeah. I could not believe that this was allowed in a movie in my lifetime. It is Ben Stiller basically screaming fake Asian noises. Uh, Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was... (laughs) Dude. That was fucking wild. It is... Nuts. Like, like, like... play a quick ep. It's... Yeah, yeah. Go on, go on. I, I was. No, dude, yeah. dog, come no. on, you can't. And what sucks is that I can imagine kids finding this so funny. Oh, of course. And then that's what they'll do to people who speak Cantonese, and they're like, rude. The problem with this is not that until the like until the hunt, bad guy. Yeah, bad yeah? guy. But when you have a movie where the only Asian character is this barbarian, and yeah. then you have the goofy the the goofy way that you solve this yeah. is by yelling a bunch of fake fucking Asian noises right, at him. Right, right. Now right. gives a kid permission to do that on the playground. Yep. To do uh, it to, to his... do it to the Asian classmate. But yeah, exactly. Oh, it's bad, exactly. Bad, bad. Okay. I couldn't fucking believe. All right. There. <laughs> 
This is why uh, people should watch the movie Joyride. I think that that I know we're talking about other movies while talking about a, a singular movie that we should stay on topic for. And I apologize. That is my fault. But there is a <laughs> there is a scene in Joyride of them play, like their origin story of how these two women met and um uh it, and it is of one of them getting bullied on the playground and it is you know being bullied by a white kid. And the thing that the kid says to her, I was on a plane while watching this movie, and I shouldn't have laughed this hard. As soon as I laughed, I was like, oh, no, that's not, that's not, good. that's not good. Oh, God. Uh, and that scene reminds me of this scene, um, mainly because this is probably what kids were doing to young Asian children for no reason. This is not just this scene because you have basically Teddy Roosevelt is like the only and and then later the Pharaoh. They're like the only nobly presented characters. You have Africa is just reduced to wild animals. Yeah. Yeah. No civilization. No, not a not a civilization. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or just the giant Africa that is always behind him when he looks over at the. (laughs) It says Africa. It says Africa. But like, you know, God forbid we talk about uh, the kingdoms and and the art and the music. Actually, they they may have like someone dancing like in the background at one point. Right. But that's not there. You have in, in the room with the miniatures, you have the Wild West. And the uh, and the the Romans, yeah. they're able to have a voice, have logic. But then you have, I believe, the Mayans. You have the Mayans, mm-hmm. uh, and they are blowing darts. Yep. They are trying to attack, and they are depicted as all they want to do is fight. Yeah. So you have the the Wild West and the Roman Empire. They both have the drive to expand, right? The, they're trying to like bomb each other's walls, and they want to fight. But they are characterized as essentially civilized and reasonable, mm. whereas the other, the any characters of color in this movie, fucking are not. Yeah. Did you ever watch uh, in school? Did you watch the Voyage of the Mimi? No. Ooh, I just unlocked some core memories for like maybe two percent of the audience. <laughs> Great. It was Ben still no Ben Affleck. Okay. As a baby boy. Okay. And it's like a multi-part mystery educational show about discovering the ancient mayan civilization wow. and it ripped that's crazy watched it in fourth grade Hell maybe yeah. fifth loved it shout out to anyone that was on the mimi train oh yeah <laughs> mimi mimi uh but we got to talk about sacagawea okay and teddy roosevelt yeah yeah yeah. it's so funny that they were like you know who teddy roosevelt should love a, a Native American. You know woman. where we're fucking going, Randy? I do not know. I do not remember that at all, but that all right. is bleak. Because Teddy Roosevelt also, he was man- Manifest Destiny, right? I, I don't know, but Manifest Destiny is mentioned in this. So, Teddy yeah. Roosevelt, I don't believe, was, was Manifest was Destiny. Was that FDR? Is that a different? I don't I, know. I don't know. I'm dumb. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I know yeah, Teddy I Roosevelt because I looked it up. He was a, he is often credited as this great environmentalist because he, uh, uh, put aside all of our national parks or many of them. And so people mark him as this, you know, really great upstanding guy. James um, K. Polk was the president who is... Um, for Manifest Destiny? Uh, the leader most associated with Manifest Destiny. Way oh. to go, Polk. Okay. It's, well. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go, quote unquote. 
Um, but so first you start with Sacagawea. She is portrayed as this simple, innocent ingenue, mm. uh, while Lewis and Clark are these gentle soldiers. It's, a, it's this beautiful, pure time. Yeah. And Sacagawea is, is trapped behind the glass, and you have Teddy, who is like, he is the man of this movie. Oh, absolutely. Like, he's the fucking, he's the hero he's of the, the museum. He's the adult. He's, yeah. the, he's the adult in the room. Yeah. He's the leader. Um, I thought it was very, uh, actually, like, telling that in the U.S., muse- like, in a museum, the Teddy Roosevelt statue knows that he's the president. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> he's like, this is my land. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, the, the museum is self-aware of its slew on history. Mm-hmm. Um, but Teddy Roosevelt sees Sacagawea, and there's this, like, unrequited love. Like, are you going to ever tell her how you feel? And, you know, she is portrayed as, I don't, I don't want to say, like, Ingenue is the word I would give. Yeah. I already gave it. I don't even know what that word means. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> but it feels right. It feels good. You know, okay. she's doe-eyed. She's just, yeah. she's waiting to be swept off her feet. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is a really weird, yeah. productive way to look at Sacagawea. Yeah, really crazy. I, I honestly would say they gave her a little bit more agency than I um, would have expected um, from, I guess, this age of writing, I wouldn't say. Because... When uh, Ben Stiller's character was trying to talk to her, um, she she was just like, "I, buddy, I can't hear you. You're you're the glass. I can't hear you." Blah 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 blah. blah. And then she just kind of went about her business. Um, and then later on, she was asked to track, and they they like he was like, "Oh, where did they go? Where did this?" Um, he's, they're like looking for one of the night guards or one of the old guards. And they're like, could you track him? And she was like, uh, yeah, his uh, tracks lead this way. He, It looks like he lost control and crashed into a pole. And she's like, wow, you're such an amazing tracker. How did you know that? And then she just points at the fucking <laughs> van. Like, so, like, they play. <clears throat> she's a good character. She's, she's cool. a good character. She's cool. I think they play her for, like, you dumb white person comedy, like, if, if that makes sense. Um but yeah, I I also don't love that she wasn't like secretly trying to kill every <laughs> uh, every white person in the movie. Well, there's just like look, maybe it's because I watched Colors of the Flower Moon and it's just yeah. fresh on the mind. But yeah. like seeing a love like that the president of the United States is lusting after a Native American woman made me feel like a little yucko because of the obvious treatment yeah. of Native Americans in American history. Right. And then I was like, maybe Te- maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Teddy. Maybe, maybe Teddy was like, he was a G. Maybe he was a real ally. Yeah. You know, maybe. And then I looked it up. And it turns out Teddy Roosevelt was horrifically racist. Okay, yeah. To an extent that shocked me. Uh, now right. I believe we look at history with a with a lens of, of nuance. Yay. He did some cool things. But I'm going to tell you, this dude was a piece of shit when it came to this. Oh, God. Uh, I, some of these quotes, I don't even know that I can read out loud. Um, <laughs> I would suggest suggest you just go look up Teddy Roosevelt, Native Americans. But suffice to say, if you do even one second of research, you one would iota. find <laughs> one, <laughs> I, the, the most basic of Google searches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would find that making him be in love with Sacagawea is fucking insulting. Not a good look. Again, it's just like, what the fuck? So I am falling, like, learning, uncovering this dark chapter of American history 
having my little mind blown because all I've ever heard is that Teddy Roosevelt's this fucking he's, the, he's one of the dope ones. And then I look up, and Ben Stiller and a monkey are slapping the shit out of each other. <laughs> and you're just like, ah. Night at the Museum of Natural Revisionist History. <laughs> it's like, Jesus Christ. We're not a history podcast. We're a, a, a silly movie podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll bring it back to this movie. I'll also just say, like, if, if you're interested in this at all, do some more research about Teddy Roosevelt because it kind of blew my mind, right? The way that that we have a reductive view yeah. on our own history and a very skewed uh, uh, lessons in our in our class. Yeah. Like I never knew any of this shit about our presidents. Right. I'm having to unlearn a lot. I would I would argue that simply because his name is Teddy, <laughs> everybody is like, "This was a sweet guy." Oh, he made the teddy bear. Like this, he's a sweetheart. There's no way that he. How could, could have, you hate a teddy? How could you hate a teddy bear? No, come on. He's adorable. He's not. He's a fucking evil nightmare of a person in this movie, and they fucking cast the the sweetest man to play this demon <laughs> in order to make us think that he was a good guy. He wasn't. Yeah. Uh, to bring it back to this movie, it just is, it's what makes this premise so hard. Yeah. Like, on paper, <laughs> Night at the Museum, right. museum's gonna Beautiful. come to life. Oh my god, it's I Toy Story it. in a Museum? Toy you know, Story. do you know um, who wrote it? Uh, it's uh, Tom Lennon uh, and his writing partner uh, from, from Reno 911. Oh, nice. They fucking, like, and they crushed it. They, they have a really funny book about, like, how to sell a spec script. And get really rich in Hollywood. Oh, uh, is that the 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 ti- It's like a really long title. It's yeah. it's literally the title is something along the lines of how to sell movies and get really really rich in Hollywood in the process. Um, they crushed it, right? Like as a logline, this is as good as it gets. Yeah. And then you have to think, like reckon with history, yeah. and you go, oh god, why couldn't we have made anything else come to life for one night? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's it's so funny because i feel like they wrote this sold it and then they realized what they had done yep and they're like fuck it fuck it fuck it fuck it, fuck it. who cares who cares just make it just make it just make it make it quick enough so that nobody remembers what we're actually doing and then the movie did well um and they made a bunch of money and then they made a second one and, and that a third one, and a third one and the second one did really well the second one's great that's like an argument for uh, like best sequel. <laughs> best sequel. No way. Yeah, it's really good. It's really good. It's well, not I like look forward to watching. Yeah, it. it's 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 slightly better than the first because you're dealing with a, a different threat um, and a, a threat that's inside of the museum. Um, and it's what you would expect, where you're just like, Wait, why is this dinosaur? We can't deal with this dinosaur. And then a second one like deals with that, um, or what a threat from inside the museum would be like. I don't remember. I didn't watch the third one. Hmm. I I hope I'm not describing the third one. <laughs> you have like an unpopular opinion have, that yeah, the third because is I watched them is all. Is Night of the, the Museum the greatest trilogy of all time? It might Let's be. discuss. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's no, it's so throughout the it's inconsistent treatment of history. Sometimes it wants to ignore it, and then at the end, you just have Ben Stiller yell at a bunch of Civil War reenactors. North winds, slavery's bad. I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's the way that the like it's it's all on Ben Stiller to just be like, "Hey man, what you did was bad. You're awful. I you guys have to know that you're a bad person." And then they kind of did it with Robin Williams where he's just like, "I'm not Teddy Roosevelt. I was made in a fucking uh muse- or a, a wax museum in in Kentucky or whatever." Uh and so it's just like 
okay, that absolves you of being him, but last ditch effort, last ditch effort yeah. to like kind of just don't hate Robin Williams. <laughs> ah. uh, I loved the whole climax. I loved watching. Um, and we already talked about the old men coming to life, yeah. but there's also at one point uh, Ben Stiller's son has the ancient Egyptian tablet, yeah. and he's like, "Trust me, son, activate it." And yeah. I'm like, "What are you activate doing, what? dog? Yeah, what? what how? What? Where did he get this abacus from? I didn't know it spun. It's so yeah. Anyway, Oy. why do I have to convince my own child to trust me <laughs> over strangers?" <laughs> That just beat the dog shit out of me. Or they didn't yet, but they were. It's like, it's that whole scene was making me upset because I was like, oh, you're going to not trust your dad because why exactly? I, uh, I also, I've just seen too many movies with mummies where I'm like, don't, don't activate yeah. the tablet. Don't, don't no, do it, kid. No, 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 no. You're going to no. get your soul sucked right out yeah, of your butthole. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> don't do it. Don't what do happens? it, man. Um, I was also like terrified when the mummy unwrapped its face. I was like, oh my, this is going to be awful. It's going to be a fucking skeleton or it's going to have beetles coming out of its mouth. Oh yeah. Or, we hate um, the scarabs. Locusts, the scarabs. Oh. oh God. And then it was a, a beautiful person. <laughs> Great. Rami Malek and his beady, beady eyes. Beady, beady eyes. All right. You ready for some fun facts? Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. Get out of how sad history is. Uh, this was Rami Malek's film debut. That rocks. That's crazy. <laughs> I love that. I I love it when like I don't know like somebody who's big, like of course like seeing their debut and then seeing how silly it is and like opposite from their trajectory. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Anyway. Okay. Okay. What? There's a monkey in this movie. Yeah. We I can't believe we didn't talk about the monkey. Uh, it's played by Crystal the monkey. Mm-hmm. Uh, they spent several weeks training her how to slap and bite Ben Stiller for the film. Seven weeks? Several. Several weeks. Maybe seven. I That blows my mind that that was real. Yeah. I was convinced that was CGI monkey slapping. Oh, why? why? That rocks. That's a, Yeah, why, why not? If you can get a monkey to slap a person... It, it can't be that hard to train a monkey. No, it can't be. Dang. They're pretty smart. <laughs> By the <laughs> way, this monkey... That's also the type of monkey that they always use whenever they want a monkey to be doing something. Yeah. Is this like a, a brilliant uh, brand of monkey? <laughs> I don't know how, what it's type Like in Indiana are. Jones when he goes, bad date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spike from, from Ace Ventura is also this type of monkey. I uh, uh, there, There's a scene early on where like, I can handle a T-Rex chasing me. I can handle the caveman chasing me. But if a monkey bites my fucking nose and then pees on my leg, I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm out. Yeah. That is uh, everything else I'll stand by. Yeah, but yeah, the yeah. monkey biting your nose? Yeah. That is that's that's horror film monkeys shit. Monkeys are they they they've got like sharp nails also. Like I I uh had the same type of monkey on my shoulder and it was one of the greatest days of my yeah. life. I was about to ask yeah. you if you've ever met a monkey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah, it's great. It's great. But like they don't give a fuck about you and they like they don't give a fuck about like where they're going at all you you think that this is like a, a, a being that knows what a face is and knows that faces are delicate and all that shit they don't know they don't care um for whatever reason you're like oh it's this it, you know babies know not to scratch at people's eyes but a monkey does not and will and doesn't give a shit 
I was at a, I think in Costa Rica, a rehabilitation center. They, there's no zoos mm. allowed on, in Costa Rica, um, but then like they'll they'll rehab. Yeah. Animals. Well, a monkey uh, reached through a cage and uh, turned my hat on my head and then touched my nose. Oh, it was nice. That's like that remains one of the better moments in my life. That's that's beautiful. Been chasing that high. There's a little hand. Yeah. On my nose. Yeah. Probably threw poop with it. Uh, director Sean Levy said that Dick Van Dyke and Mickey Rooney auditioned for their roles. Fuck you, Sean. Yeah. They should have they should have auditioned you. Yeah. See if you were worthy of directing them, Sean. Fucking Sean. Uh, that's this is very funny. Ben Stiller tr- studied Tom Cruise to figure out how to run like he does. That's funny. <laughs> And I'm going to tell you what, Ben, you didn't yeah, nail you it. You didn't get it. No, no, no. <laughs> you didn't do it. That was time wasted. Why does... Okay, so this obsession with... Coming from the track world, <laughs> this obsession with Tom Cruise's running... It's No, it's important. It's it, cinema. It's so funny. He runs hard. There, there are literally people have like written essays about yeah, this. Yeah, I know. It's because I know. he runs hard. He runs hard. There, there are some people that... Um, in their stride, their their heads jerk forward as they're moving, and that's such wasted movement. <laughs> you need to stay still. Your your torso has to be as still as humanly possible. But for whatever reason, because Tom Cruise's body moves forward, and you see like his hair shake while he's running, you're like, that motherfucker's moving. He's booking. <laughs> Counterpoint, Ghost Protocol. Yeah, he's yeah. Counterpoint. Rogue Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's on the roof. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a good run. That's a fucking good run. He's got a run. good run. He's got a, he's got a good run. That but... Scientologist fuck knows how to run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got the juice. He's got a good run. <laughs> uh... I, I, I'm saying all of this to say I think he's slow. I think I could beat him in a race. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, in his prime, I think I could beat him in a race. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. I think you could do. No way. Owen Wilson as Jedediah was supposed to be a cameo. Wow. He tested so well that they're like, they were like, oh, more. is that why he, they're, they had to like do reshoots to, to add him into they the movie? They literally shot more That's to so add funny. him in. That's so funny. Which and is he crazy. Fits, he's all over he's, the movie. He's the movie. He is the movie. <laughs> he's the B story of the film is the relationship between him and the Roman. That's crazy. It's so funny. Uh, as I said before, the movie was written by Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garrett. Uh, Tom Lennon is uh, the main dude in Reno 901, Mr. Short Shorts. Oh, nice, nice. The real life uh, Museum of Natural History got a twenty percent uh, visitor boost. Yeah. following this movie. Yeah, hell yeah, history is important. Because I fucking it was me. I went, <laughs> I went several times. No, I only went once. I just have so many, like literally, so many memories of like. My grandma taking me to that museum. It's it really holds a special place in my heart. Yeah. Really lovely. Uh we have to decide if this film a pleasure, a guilty pleasure, or just plain guilty. Oh God. This is um absolutely a guilty pleasure. Yeah. It's just like it's just like straight down the middle. Just like enjoyable movie. Turn your brain off. Yep. For the love of God, turn your brain <laughs> off. Turn it off. And then just watch it and then turn if it back on. If any flicker of it's still on. If any flicker of it, if you question any part of this movie, <laughs> you will be like, wait a second. No, 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 no. And you will spiral and you'll kill your high. I did and, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll <laughs> it'll ruin things the, the the more you lift under the curtain. 
But if you leave if you leave the curtain where it is, oh my god, that, you know what a cast, good time, what good a time. time, the museum, the museum, it was crazy, museum. I literally I finished and I texted our group chat because I knew Kelsey. I, I always want to make her jealous when she's not here, and I man, I went talk about a crazy night. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you what that some night they had at that museum. <laughs> <laughs> I the, the other thing is that I wish it was one night. <laughs> it was several nights. Several nights. It was several nights. I wish it was one. <laughs> he 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 has a night at the museum, then goes to his home. Yeah, goes home because they had to like explain what happens if we, once it once the sun comes out. So anyway, this man goes. He like picks up his son from school. <laughs> yeah, he sh- he showers. He shaves. He 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 probably cooks himself a meal. Yeah. I also like he never sleeps because he tells the night shift, and then they show him like in libraries during the day studying up on history. Mm. Yeah. And he's losing his mind. He's losing his mind. He's like a night crawler. Yeah. Uh, Garrick, you have a pleasure for this week. A my pleasure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I do have a my pleasure. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Really? Uh, it is sensational. <laughs> Really? really, it like this is the new Donald Glover, Maya Erskine, Maya Erskine, and um, it it went through not controversy, but it, it had it made headlines because it was going to be Phoebe Waller Bridge. <gasps> she dropped out. And she dropped out. Um, Maya Erskine uh, replaced her, and I, Maya Erskine sh- kills it so hard that I cannot. No kidding. I I I. It was like yeah, this was for her. Wow. Wow. That's how that's that how makes good me she so is happy in that to role. Hear. Um, and then uh, you, 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 the, the more and more you look into it, you find out that there was a, um, besides Donald Glover and his brother who were EPs, which means that like they come in and out of like the room and maybe like maybe Stephen Glover would, would He's a great be in the writer. room. Great writer. Um, but uh, all female writing staff. And so, huh. or mostly female writing staff. And so all of the things that they kind of talk about are nuanced. It's, it is, I'm sorry, I didn't explain this. Um, it is a thinly veiled, um, action show where the more and more you look at the iceberg, it is just about relationships and a relationship building and a relation and, and, and where people meet each other and how they meet at work. And then how they're like, wait, we're not right for each other, but actually we might be and so on and so forth. And it's it has such beautiful talks and nuanced conversations about relationships. And then it also is eight episodes and allows you to see and peek behind the curtain, which is something I, I literally just said. Mm-hmm. Um, peek behind the curtain at length on how relationships uh, develop. Hmm. Like it's, it's, a, it's a really, really long rom-com. You know? Do you and have to really have nice. seen the original? No, no not at all. Different. It's, it's I haven't a, even seen it, and I know that that's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a, a totally different. Like, uh, I'm so thrilled and relieved to hear, and I frankly shouldn't be surprised because yeah. Donald Glover he, just doesn't fucking he miss. doesn't doesn't fucking miss. And I I think you talk about underappreciated. I think that he is one of the true great artists of our time. Oh, yeah. and the world doesn't appreciate. Him they enough. don't appreciate him uh, appreciate him enough and want to admit it. Like. When the This Is America video dropped, the world shut down. Yep. America shut down <laughs> for a night because this was after his SNL uh, debut. 
And then that came out, or his SNL hosting, not debut. Um, and then that came out that night. And like I, I remember driving through the streets and like nobody was saying anything like the next day. Everybody was just every creative in LA was just sad. Oh, I was mad. I yeah, was I was, was sad and mad yeah. and I was like, I'll never be good enough. Nobody is gonna be like, just like everybody like collectively realizing that they were not going to be at that level of artistry. It was okay. He was on he did Derek Comedy. Yeah. He was a sketch a, a web sketch artist. Yeah. Then he starts writing on 30 Rock and then performing on Community, right? Yeah. And you're like, oh, this guy's really fucking funny. Yeah. He's got the juice. And then he's like, oh, I'm also a right rapper. I'm Child Gambino. And your gut. That was kind of the craziest transition for that's me. That's the craziest transition. And, and then he's so. And then your gut goes, <laughs> fuck but, you, but, no, you're not. And but then, then you fucking, listen and you're like, oh, wait, maybe the fuck you are. Yeah, yeah. But the whole thing is that he was doing that. At the, he was doing both at the, at the same, same time. time. Yeah. But one of them popped before the other one. And then he was just like, well, I'm still going to do this. And he was just like, I'll just put it out in the, you know, in the background or whatever. And I think that he did like a really cool thing where he grew up um, and transitioned to an adult man that needed to be taken seriously Mm -hmm. through music. Yeah. um, Rather than um, through like us, like seeing him take more serious roles. Yeah. I, I thought that that was like a really interesting transition. His transitionary period was through being a rapper. There is, I'm going to butcher this story, but I think it's like on the the notes, the, the album notes on Spotify for Awaken My Love, which like that also then he goes from like, oh, this is good rap to making this masterpiece of an album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is so steeped in, in 70s sounds. And, right. and apparently, I don't know if it was one of the Isley Brothers or, or God, I'm, I'm fucking this up, but... People who very clearly he was doing their sound. Yeah. They called each other in the middle of the night and was like, you need to wake up right now and listen to this album. Wow. And that is like the highest. So then, and then he's like, oh, by the way, I'm back and I'm going to make Atlanta, which is maybe the greatest yeah. show. Because it's, it's, it's just a mix of his two worlds. It's just like, I know this world so well. And then I also know how to write. And then he made this American. Like he just bounces back yeah. forth, back forth. Thanks. He knows when to to walk away from projects, yeah. which is the hardest thing as a creative yeah. person to do because right. it's a drug. He his Coachella headlining was one of the most captivating, uh, charismatic performances I've ever seen. That man, I I I worship at the altar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a, he's like the closest we have to a Renaissance man. Yep. You know, that's it's fucking crazy. It's a really so this good has show. been our episode about Night at the Museum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, watch, watch Night at the Museum. We'll also watch Mr. and Mrs. Smith um, in Severance. So. Yeah, that's we covered it all. Yeah, yeah. And uh, read up about Ted, Ted Roosevelt. Yes. Oh, my God. We'll you know never, what you did. Never call him Teddy. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fucking Ted. I'm at Corn Duty on all the things. I'm at Kelsey Dara on all the things. I'm at Garrick Bernard on all the things. And until next time, what if you're wrong and you're just an ordinary guy who should get a job? <laughs> it hurts. Devastating. So-